0: Hello and welcome to Living a Culture of Life podcast by Human Life International. I'm your host, Colleen Haupt, and I'm joined today by Father Bouquet, our president. Welcome, Father.
1: Thank you, Colleen.
0: I'm good to be back here in the studio with you.
1: Always, always. Sometimes we have these little lulls while I'm on different mission trips, but it's always good when we're back in the office together and we can have these wonderful conversations.
0: Exactly. And for all of our listeners, we're going to be talking today about pets and children. So basically this idea that's been going on in society recently where people are treating their pets like children and they're not having children because they have their pets and why would they need children? That's the mentality going on. So we're going to be discussing that. But before we jump into that, Father, did you grow up with pets? Like, I'm just kind of curious what background you're coming from in this discussion. Sure.
1: Well, I grew up in South Louisiana, as many of our audience would be aware, and on a farm. So yes, we grew up around animals all the time. We definitely had pets, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and uh, which were very much a part of our daily life. I mean, so it's uh, definitely have a, a, an affinity toward you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, the companionship of, of dogs and and uh, my my oh, my currently my dad still has a number of those animals on the farm right now uh, that uh, we never had inside animals.
0: Oh, interesting. So we yeah. always
1: had, uh, you know, they were always outside. And so, but they were very much a part of us. And I mean, we often sometimes make a reference, you know, to some of the <laughs> animals we've had over the years and uh, and how long we had some of these uh, pets. So, yeah. no, no, very much so. And uh, and even before coming to HLI, you know, I, I actually uh, had uh uh, some friends, uh, one of their uh, children had, was moving and needed a place, you know, for uh, for their pet, which was an indoor pet, mm-hmm. and so I ended up taking care of of, of, of that pet for actually dog, quite a few cat? months, a dog. Okay, and to the point where the dog at one point did not want to go back, <gasps> and so it, it liked where it was living. So, um, so yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. They, we grew
0: up with cats in our house, so I was never as much into dogs. They kind of scared me as a kid, but like definitely. Definitely love cats. Yeah, so. We have
1: we have cats on the farm, but they're 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 outdoor. definitely hunters and outdoor. They 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 sleep among the horses and the cattle. And uh, my dad often speaks about you know one who's uh, recently just a great great hunter. You know mm-hmm. and uh, so but we we never we had more more dogs than we had cats.
0: Yeah. Well, what got me like thinking about this and wanting to do an episode on it was um, in one of your recent articles, you were talking about Pope Francis and remarks he made recently about declining birth rates that are going on. And All he right. made a comment in, I was reading uh, the remarks he made and he was talking about how, I think this would have been at the end of this past April, mm-hmm. um, two different experiences within like the same time frame in St. Peter's Square where people came and they had, a dog in like a baby stroller or right. someone was like, like your excellency, or I guess, uh, your, let's see. Yeah. Like whatever you address the holiness. Pope as your <laughs> holiness. Yeah. Your excellency is the Bishop. Right. Um, They went, your holiness, will you bless like my baby? And he like looked at it and it was a dog and he was like, oh my gosh, no. Like, so anyway, there was that experience that he had. So then he remarked on it. And then you mentioned it in your article. And I was like, that's an interesting, you see it all over American culture. You see like my child has paws and, I thought we could have just address it. So why do you think this is occurring in today's society?
1: Well, I, I think it would be great, Colleen, just to use the Holy Father's words himself because he he's really speaking to, to an issue that I think so many people are not maybe considering in the conversation. And this mm-hmm. is what he says. He noted that, you know, we are, with the falling birth rates are a sign of an underlying spiritual disease. He says, quote, the challenge of natality, Mm -hmm. being well open to children is a matter of hope. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, what we here are are talking about is that so many within our society, you know, the way they approach this, they, you know, so they're approaching it from hearing the cultural, culture makers, you know, it's the the language of the day. And Mm -hmm. what do we hear we've heard now for decades, you know, a growing population, uh, the the planet cannot sustain the population, also, we have to acknowledge the fact that, sadly, many people are coming from wounded family situations. They're yeah. coming from broken homes, or they're coming from different wounded moments of life. And so their experience of family and children are very different. And so I, I like how our Holy Father is approaching. He, he's saying that children have always been, in every age, a sign of hope, a mm-hmm. belief in your, that there's something to, to invest in in tomorrow. And I think that's the way to approach the subject, is to look at it, you know, what has brought someone to make a decision? Now, here we're talking about people who have fully intended not to welcome a child. Yeah. Right? That's- very Again, different. that's why
0: I wanted to clarify that we did grow up with animals and Correct. that we're not against pets Correct. and we're not against like animals exactly. are a great gift from God, but
1: exactly. they aren't humans and, and your dog doesn't replace your child. Exactly. And and we know that in anyone that's, that's had pets and has pets, we know that, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the emotions they can also evoke from us and the mm-hmm. fact of en- enjoyment that they bring into many people's lives and we see you know that in so many ways, especially among children and among the elderly and some of the handicapped but we can give prime examples of, of how beautiful uh, they can how they can serve and how they can also be of emotional benefit to people. We see that mm-hmm. so but here what the Holy Father's making note of is the full intent to for a couple, a married couple to close themselves off. You know, to the beauty of human life, the mm-hmm. beauty of welcoming a child and children, and the beauty of believing that there is. That there, not only do you want to open your heart to life, but you also believe in tomorrow and that you, you are wanting to share this life mm-hmm. with your children and their children's children and so forth. And, and so he really does make this, he says, which is, and he says, it's not an illusion. This, this hope is not an illusion, but it's an optimism. It's believing in something more. Mm-hmm. And, and and so I think that's an important point the Holy Father makes.
0: I also liked how, when I was going through it, he was talking about how—let me find it here—it, um, talking about hope, is associated with practical choices. And I thought that was a really interesting way to look right. at it, is it's not just like this, like, oh, feel good about the future. It's like, no, I have right. hope in the future, and even though the future is uncertain, I'm still going to have children. Right. But it was interesting because when we were preparing for this, I was telling you before the podcast started, it made me think of something I read in Plutarch's Lives in college where it was Caesar in Rome. So like, I don't know, this was early, like around like around the time of Christ. I don't know if it was Mm -hmm. a like B.C. or A.D. Um, Caesar saw people that were from a different country and they had monkeys and dogs and they're like holding them close and petting them. And he's like. Do their children, like, do women have no children in your part of the world? Like, why are you treating this animal as a child? And then Plutarch follows it, a truly imperial reproof to those who waste on animals the affection which they ought to bestow on mankind. And I thought that was really interesting that even he is the same Mm -hmm. situation as Pope Francis. You have Rome 2,000 years apart and, like, people are still treating like animals as their children. And just that idea that there's a certain affection that we're supposed to bestow on humans mm. that's not fitting towards animals. Right. And I yeah. thought that was, it's like, human nature hasn't changed.
1: Right, it, well, it just shows, I think underneath all of it, I mean, that's what I think our Holy Father also makes note of, and, and many others who have, have given commentary on this, because we see this, you mm-hmm. know, around the world, especially in the developed world where we're seeing, you know, this um, this approach, this mentality. Mm-hmm. And and I think what the Holy Father is doing is he's he's definitely striking a nerve because, you know, the, the media, especially the Second media picked up on this very much he, when the Holy Father, you know, encouraged people, especially Italians, mm-hmm. you know, who have always been associated with large families, yeah. as I said in my column, you know, rambunctious, you know, very large families and filled with life and wonder. But to as going to Rome where our office we have an office office in Rome and mm-hmm. being in Rome many times for meetings at the Vatican and not seeing Italian families. You see lots of tourists, you see mm-hmm. lots of tourist children, but you don't see Italian families or if, with family with yeah, children.
0: They don't have a lot of kids, right? even if it's... And
1: I would say the same thing when I was in Lisbon recently, and I see this in many other parts of the world. I saw it just recently in New Zealand, you know, and, and it's, it's, I was, for me, it, it's actually, it's, it's um it's discouraging in a way you know mm-hmm. it signs i feel sorry i feel i feel a sense of, of loss that you know that we've lost a sense of the beauty of family life the beauty of marriage the beauty of welcoming a child and in the, and the wonder each child brings into a family with mm-hmm. their unique personalities and their gifts and their their wonder and and to share in that and also the world benefits In the birth of every child Mm -hmm. you know and yes you know there are going to be challenges in many parts of our world uh and in in the addition of a child to a family especially in some of the underdeveloped parts of the world and which the holy father doesn't really move into but it's something that i think that affects how people approach this conversation he
0: does talk about how there isn't the community to support the family how like that was kind of a little bit like that where it might be a challenge but it's a challenge because there's no community support. If you're like, I don't know, thinking about times when big families were normal and you're having a new child and I don't know, the women of the village bring you food or whatever, like kind of like we have meal trains now. Like Mm -hmm. I don't actually know if that was a thing that happened in history, but I see it happening now and I feel like human nature hasn't changed, but you have this community support. And if you're like alone in a city and you have, you don't really know your neighbors, you don't have a lot of friends and you're mostly a career person. Yeah. That would be really scary to like the idea of welcoming lots of kids would be a really scary prospect if you have no community around you. Exactly, and that's something that we need to encourage by
1: having more community. Exactly, Colleen. I mean, and if you think about, you know, uh, Supreme Court Justice Barrett, you know, uh, and you know, if you, people look at her large family and wonder how is it possible, you know, mm-hmm. for for the highest, you know, uh, you know, court of the nation, and yet here is this uh, a mother, a wife who is, you know welcomed you know uh, uh, life in her in her large family mm-hmm. and, and has a very successful career a successful profession yeah. and so it's, it's it's how people approach and it's how people address but but you know you're absolutely right I mean when I was uh, and again not comparing because mm-hmm. we know that things have changed. For the some uh, in in, our, in a way how people look at this, but you know when I was a younger boy, you know, and I come from a large family structure, mm-hmm. and you know, but you know, but we also lived within the community. You know, our families lived near each other and supported each other, which is what you're talking about. This is something I see in many parts of the developing world. You know, in Africa, Latin America, parts of Asia, where people are not as mobile, they live still in communities. They mm-hmm. they support. Work as a family. They support each other in family units, and and so and so you had your aunts and your uncles, and you had your godmothers and your godfathers, and you had those that were married, and those mm-hmm. that were not married, and those that were were not married. They became kind of the, the godfathers and the godmothers, and the you know the and sometimes uh, they supporting. lived at home, right. sometimes
0: they lived with these families, exactly. and they were like the
1: aunt that lived and helped mom out, right. like. And, and also, as you just mentioned, you now in many cases, mom today works outside the home too. Yeah, and so that does change, and I I think all this is important for us to talk about and get people to think about as we talk about a subject, mm-hmm. because it does affect how people approach. Mm-hmm. And so, like the Holy Father's noting, if, that, if my approach to family life is, I think the world is overpopulated, if I think that uh, adding more children to the world is going to cause economic problems, and I approach the, the conversation from that, then yes, it's going to very much impact how I'm going to approach married life. Yeah. How I'm going to approach human sexuality, how i approach conjugal love. It's going to affect how I approach this.
0: It seems like it's a symptom of like this underlying issue that's going on is you have these people that have this idea, like the future is uncertain. You shouldn't really add kids. Like that's probably going right. to overpopulate the earth. And you have like this kind of like the hopeless mentality. Right. Then this is just a symptom of, I don't know. To me, it looks like people having this natural affection of like wanting to care for a living being and right. maybe being too afraid or too uncertain about the future. And just for some reason, not wanting to bestow that on a child and welcome a child into the world. So they're like, well, a dog can love me. Like right. I can love a dog. A dog can't really love you. Cause they're not like, they don't have a rational soul, obviously, right. but just, it can still evoke those feelings of affection. Right. And like, it needs you. It's a living thing that needs you. And I, I don't know, to me, it looks like a natural, desire that's been distorted because of these underlying issues.
1: Yeah. And I, and I would agree I think that, you know, when people approach it, I mean, it shows you that we want to be loved. Mm -hmm. We actually want to love. We want to care. There -hmm. is something within us. I mean, if you think about how much, you know, money uh, is spent, you know, on treats and toys and various things to support pets and to care mm-hmm. for them, not just the, the things that they have a need for, you know, medicines and, and so yeah. forth, but, but just the idea that how much the industry that's out there yeah. that, that is. And so there's within people, and I agree, is that they want to love, they want to care, they wanna feel that there's something uh, that, they, that, that gets, reaches out of themselves to care for. And mm-hmm. so those are good things. And yeah. so, and that's what the Holy Father, in a sense, doesn't really get into great detail. But no. you can hear him kind of addressing that. You know, when he when he says that, you know, the cha- uh, he, and he he says this is something important. He says that young people live in a world in which it seems as if starting a family has turned into a titanic effort. Yeah. So it goes to this a little bit that you know, caring for my 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 pet doesn't seem to be so titanic. It seems in their mind that it's it's manageable. You're not paying for your dog to go to college. <laughs> So, in this situation, when you when you have all these other things. Of approachment affecting your your, your way of addressing, mm-hmm. and then your own fears, which the Holy Father talks about, mm-hmm. and says that if I have a sense of fear that I can't do this, or if I come from very difficult family backgrounds, yeah, that's
0: what I was thinking. If you come from a broken family and you are like this, I don't like, want That was that. hard. I don't right. want to bestow that on someone right.
1: else. Uh, and and all these things add together. Mm-hmm. Then this is how someone approaches it. And I think what the Holy Father is is helping to raise to the surface is it takes momentous courage, it, it does take courage. It takes courage to get married because, you know, and especially in today's climate, when we know that sadly, many people end up in broken relationships. So mm-hmm. that's why people choose to cohabitate, you know, and, and not be married civilly or, or in, in in a sacramental union, thinking, well, let's just, let's see if this works first. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this, it's it's a, it's a fear because of some, something that's affected their way of approachment.
0: And ironically, that fear is just making it worse. Like that fear of the future, if you don't have children, then you're going to get to be old. And if your spouse dies, you're alone. And if you have fear of marriage and you cohabitate and then you finally do get married, you're more likely to divorce. Like it's just interesting how these fears that are making people approach things very cautiously are going to be what what end up dooming them in the end. Not dooming them, but like. Kind of like it can do more right. relationship if you're living together before you get married, and right. it's just it's just interesting
1: that well we know we know what the, the statistics tell us tell us yeah. right so it tells us that obviously people and I don't want to get off on that subject but yeah it's a different but it does but it's the same idea yeah is that you know that that people who choose to cohabitate that there is a higher percent and they do get married mm-hmm. that there is a higher percentage of divorce so we're seeing all these these numbers that tell us many things but. If we strip them down and strip them down, it goes back to what you said with regard toward pet. We want to be loved. We want to love. We want to give of ourselves. And we want to sacrifice for something. Mm -hmm. We want to believe in something. So even, quote, those that are placing their energy and their focus on on pets, it still requires time. It requires Mm -hmm. sacrifice. It requires a commitment. It requires the fact that, hey, this affects my vacation. It affects my going to work. In other words, all these things are affected and that's kind of what the holy father is saying you know okay let's turn this now you know toward as you mentioned the the welcoming and the loving of a child Mm -hmm. that has a rational soul that actually, you know, contributes to the good of it your can family. Can love you back. <laughs> and love you back exactly, and 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 contributes to the life of the community, and contributes to the good of society. And, and you know is, you know, so these are the kinds of things. And, and of course, we know what happened. You know, much of the secular media picked up on this, and you know, and, and we're very critical of the mm. Holy Father. But I don't know, they're not listening. You know, to and and sometimes we're so blind, we're blind that the 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 culture makers have so controlled the conversation that you know even people who maybe believe in that agenda are just so close to the possibility that there's something wrong here
0: so what should we do about it like how can we encourage young people to have that courage to have kids and to instill that hope what's like what are some practical things we can do about that
1: so i i do think that what we're doing today is an example we need more of the conversation and not from the critical point so the whole i don't think the holy father by any means if you read the entire message and the entire presentation he gave and how he addresses with yeah. on a couple of occasions he wasn't being you know critical for the sake of criticism Mm-mm. he was pointing out that in Italy the birth rates are so low mm-hmm. that you know that if we don't do something that we're going to see the, this, this, this society that we know this culture within italy mm-hmm. continue to fade yeah. the prime minister of japan recently made such mm-hmm. comments we see this in other parts of the world and so the holy father is just in a sense ringing a bell saying awaken yeah. and let's be honest about why we're approaching this so i think what's important is to talk about the beauty of marriage and let's be honest as we just said that's not how many people approach it because as I've been writing in my articles of late on, on on mothers and fathers, on family life, when you have so many things in the culture giving a different impression, mm-hmm. when sadly many people are coming out of situations of woundedness and brokenness and abandonment and, and very painful situations in families and relationships and marriage, mm-hmm. children who have been abandoned by their parents, you know. So, how do we recapture when many people don't have the mindset in the in the and in the and in the, in the, in the the in a sense of the experience that colleen you've had or mm-hmm. i've had and the fortunate experience that we had we mm-hmm. come from a whole family you know with its joys and its pains mm-hmm. with its good and its difficulties but we come from that environment so obviously our approach is in our way of looking at family life and married life and looking at the welcoming of children is very much influenced by that mm-hmm. and of course our faith and our and our faith tradition and our understanding of human persons
0: and like the people you see around you too, like you see so many great exactly. mar- marriages and right. big families in this area that it's very, even if you don't haven't, people haven't experienced it in their own families, they can that's look right. at, if you're in a community where that's common, you can look at it and say, oh, wow, that's beautiful. I want that. How exactly. do I get there? But that, if you've never seen it.
1: Exactly. You know, and, that's the, and I think that's part of the answer is mm-hmm. to model it. Yeah, And we need to do that. We need to to model, not say to people, it's not a question of number, it's Mm-mm. not a question of five, six, seven, four, three, two. People want to get, I never get sidetracked on that. Mm-hmm. It's be open yeah. and just welcome life. And, as many and, as God sends you. <laughs> and be open, yes. Yeah. And so, but that needs to be modeled. And so when you see a couple that's truly in love and you can see it and you feel it, it's attractive, and you're saying, oh, yeah. "I want that." And so we need the modeling, you know, the example, especially in a wounded world, mm-hmm. that it, especially when it's not being modeled on the TV screen, it's not modeled on the big screens.
0: And it's been like 60 years since the sexual sexual revolution. So you've had 60 years of generations growing up in these right. homes that have been That's wounded correct. by that. That's correct. And so it's, yeah, the modeling is so important because we've just totally, people have just sometimes never seen
1: it. Exactly. And the same thing with children. Yeah. So, and, and and so the idea that, you know, that children bring life, children, you know, are, are, are a gift they're a wonder they're filled with awe and and i think and but that think that's what the holy father says and it's yeah. a challenge I and mean, anyone who's married who's listening can definitely speak more than i can on the challenges of welcoming children and raising a family yeah. it takes a lot of effort a lot of sacrifice and it requires a commitment of husband and wife you know to each other and to their children and to realize that not only is the child to be welcomed but the child has rights too mm-hmm. and so so that's what the holy father does it's a heroic effort but not a heroic unattainable like mm-hmm. it's some fairy tale that oh only some can live no it's, it's, it can be lived and it can be a, a life that is filled with so much joy mm-hmm. and to be able to watch and see your children grow and mature and to be part of that journey and to see them one mm-hmm. day marry and welcome children of their own and see your family grow. And this is something that pets
0: cannot bring.
1: No, and they can they bring elements of joy and and, and, and uh, elements, uh, elements of light, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. and in those moments, you know, of comfort, but not like another human being who mm-hmm. you know. And I think that, and by and there's no comparison. And I think no. we should not. And I know we're not trying to compare. It's not a comparison <laughs> no. at all. But
0: we're talking about people that are comparing them in a sense. Correct. that They are. We're we're talking about this phenomenon that people are treating animals and viewing animals as their children and. We, we're not trying to compare them, but right. other people are, right. and that's kind of – it's the symptom of the society. Right. I also right. feel like going back to, like, what we can do to encourage young people to have more children is also just trying to provide that community. Like, be supportive, like, when Try. children are crying at mass, be supportive of the parents, yes, kind of. Yes. Like, I think that there's a lot of practical things that we can do. Do you have any – Thing that you would add I to think that, he, I think
1: you just hit it because the Holy Father <laughs> says he says you know rather than being a shared value that everyone recognizes and supports, and he he makes note of that that it's a titanic effort mm-hmm. that some people think it's so titanic that it's not able to be lived. Mm-hmm. He disagrees with that, but he also says it's a shared value, and that's what we're talking about here mm-hmm. is that you know being raised in a family structure, raised within a family community where the community is celebrating the gift of life and the beauty of family life. Mm -hmm. And again, here in Front Royal at St. John the Baptist, or if you went to Winchester at Sacred Heart and uh, the neighboring parishes around this community, you will experience larger families. You will see them. I was mm-hmm. just in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, you know, at the Blessed Sacrament Shrine, uh, Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament, and I was in Irondale, And you know, you you attend daily mass, and you see large families. You mm-hmm. see these pockets of communities, and that's why people are moving into those communities yeah. because they want that kind of of environment. They want to mm-hmm. be in an environment where family life is welcomed, mm-hmm. and where children are seen as a blessing. And I think the difficulty as a person who travels a good bit, you know, I've been on airplanes and, you know, when children come on, you can hear the, 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 the kind of the of people around you going, you know, just because a child, because guess what? Yes, the child is going to be what a child does. You know, you try sitting a child down for seven or eight <laughs> hours on an airplane. Yes, you, I don't like sitting on an airplane for eight hours. God, you, get, you, get, you get unsettled. But these are children, yeah. and you know, and, and, and of course, and you know, and uh, I've done this myself. I remember on a on a on a plane on a flight out of Manila heading home, and a young mom comes on the on the plane, and very heroic. She's got her hands full with a couple of children and a baby, and she's mm-hmm. for some reason traveling by herself. Maybe she was visiting family back in in, mm-hmm. in the Philippines. Well, she's trying to manage, uh, you know, baby carriages and luggage and backpacks and bottles. No one helps her. Yeah. So I helped her carry things on,
0: mm-hmm. and then I was
1: sitting a few seats behind. And and so uh, pack plane, and so... The, the toddler, you know, just she's trying to take care of the baby. So I, when we were able to stand, I walked over and I said, "Would you would you like me to hold the toddler for a little while?" I'm, I'm only mm-hmm. three seats behind you. Yeah. I'm in eye contact of you, and <laughs> he's in eye contact of you. I mean, I'm more than happy to hold him and 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 give you a chance to settle in, you yeah. know, and get the baby taken care of. The other child was already sleeping. Yeah. So she's trying. And so she and she's just smiling. You, you don't mind? It's, no, I don't mind. So I held the, the toddler for a little while. And eventually the, then the stewardess came out and says, oh, father, I'll take care of that, you know, <laughs> and take care of the child. And so it, what it did is it, it, it kind of, in a way, I don't want to say embarrassed, but it kind of made people say, you know if this man is going to do that, what can I do? What can I do? And why am I not doing something? And I think people, what I would say is, we need to recognize that that we need to be of support, Mm -hmm. not critical, and and help people. And like, I don't know,
0: just like this is a kind of a weird thing, but Father, um, the Pope Francis was talking about people not smiling and just like even just smile at family. It's like That's let right. them know that they're welcome because you never know yeah. which Ooh. mom is walking through the store just like totally right. exhausted. Why is my kid acting up? And just right. like letting her know that she's seen and not oh. in a scene in a you shouldn't be here. Why are your children so annoying right. way? But just like a no. You, good for you. Good for thing, what you're doing. I think
1: both mom and dad, you know, in airports all the time, this you know, to travel so much. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see these wonderful families together and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, it, and it's and to it's say thank you, you know, mm-hmm. and not from a reaction because I don't see children, which is mm-hmm. true in times, but to thank them for, for being generous, you know, mm-hmm. and whether they I see one or I see three or I see five or I see six, just to say thank you. You know, and, and it, it's amazing to see the smiles of the dad and the mom, you know, and just, you know, not just because I'm paying attention to the child, but just to say, you know, thank you, you know, for, for, for being generous. Thank you for, what a beautiful gift, what a beautiful blessing. And, you know, and that's part of the community too. And, and that's why the Holy Father is, is just making note of this. And also what I, what I think is so beautiful is children, you know, do evoke from us a sense of, 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 uh, of joy in life, yeah. you know, a child. They're so joyful. Exactly. And and I think that it, we see this with our elderly, we see it with, you know, different segments of our population. You know, I remember in, in the nursing home back home, you know, we would invite families to come periodically for special days, you know, mm-hmm. because many of our elderly brothers and sisters, they may not have had any grandchildren living in the community or mm-hmm. able to see them on a regular basis. You, the smiles that would, that would come from these beautiful souls just to be among children and just to be able to, to, to touch them and to, to hear them laugh. And, and nothing's more beautiful than to hear a child laugh uh, and the wonder of that laugh. And I think that's part of encouragement too. So we have to model. So you asked me early. Mm-hmm. we have to model it. So we need our families to keep modeling family life and to model fidelity in marriage in a world that doesn't see fidelity.
0: Well, and that's like um, back in, I think it was April, we released the episode with Maria Jones from the Mm. UK. And she goes, she has her YouTube channel and she goes all around the UK and interviews different families. And they're just like the most beautiful videos. I could watch them all day long. They're just like, just all about family life. And they talk about different topics, but she just like makes family life, like she she doesn't make family life look look joyful. She shows how joyful family life is. And that was- Like we just need more of that. We need more models of people being able to look at it and not be like, oh, that's old fashioned or oh, that's terrible or oh, that poor mother is like, she might be worn out, but to recognize that there's this beauty and this joy there.
1: That's right. And you know, if I think about you know, so so many examples that, that that are out there Mm-hmm. And we need to see them. We need to see the, the different ways and expressions of that family life. And uh, with its I mean, parents who, you know, are, uh, are having difficulties because they have sickly children, or maybe they have children of special need. And, mm-hmm. you know, but to see their sacrificial love, to see their attention and attentiveness to their children is inspiring. It's encouraging. And, mm-hmm. you know, many of the world look at that and say, oh my goodness, those poor parents. But when you talk to the parents and they're filled with, <laughs> Wonder it's, what a privilege it is to serve these children and, and to be mm-hmm. able to be in their lives. People are kind of caught, but off guard because that's not what they're they're expecting to hear. Yeah, but that's the modeling, that's the example. Change and, the narrative, <laughs> and not to be afraid. The Holy Father doesn't mention it in that same phrase. Be not afraid, mm-hmm. but that's what he's saying. Don't be yeah. afraid of this. Don't be afraid of something so natural. It's natural to want children. It's natural for a husband and wife who share intimate love and what we call conjugal love and, and to, to want a child, to welcome a child, it, it's, it's the very fruit of their love. It's the mm-hmm. very fruit from the act of their love that, yeah. that, you know, that, that can occur and does occur and, you know, and not to be afraid of it and, and not to be afraid of the demand that mm-hmm. the child will have and absolutely will have and not to be afraid of that and to do it with a big smile. And, and to do it and know that you're not alone, that you have, you know, and that's, again, where the rest of the family has to come in, mm-hmm. you know, and to be of support mm-hmm. and to realize that we all are in this. I mean, I have great nieces and great nephews. I'm very fortunate to have, you know, closeness to my family um, and, and, and where I can be of help to them. Mm-hmm. I, I am. I mean the Lord has blessed me. Why would I not use those blessings to bless others?
0: Like we're not supposed to be these isolated orbs moving through society. Like we're supposed to be in this interconnected community. And you, that's like you're put in a family and then your family has family and you're put in this community where you're supposed to have these relationships. And it's, he talks about this, like how sad and depressing it is to just have such isolation that like you're just like disconnected from the people around you. And Yeah, I just, I was, I was really like, I really enjoyed reading his remarks because it was just, he so well was able to capture that sadness and that grayness and that isolation of living this hopeless life where you're afraid to welcome children versus like the joy of welcoming children. And like that, like you quoted John Paul too, with uh, the do not be afraid or don't be afraid, be not afraid. I'll quote Benedict XVI with the dare to be great. Right. It's right. like, dare dare to have the children, dare to face exactly. the future. And he admits it, he's like, the future is uncertain. It's not that it might be uncertain,
1: it, it is. is uncertain. Right. And that's just right. dare to have that family. And, and and many generations before us has faced all those challenges and all those difficulties. And and, and that's why we're here. That's right, exactly. Because our parents said yes. Yeah. Our parents said, we are open, and our parents were willing to fight the good fight and, mm-hmm. and, and willing to, to dare you know, to, to embrace the uncertainties of tomorrow that every child brings, yeah. every child brings, and every situation brings, you know, yeah. because life is filled with uncertainties, but yeah. we're, not, we're, we're not led to despair, mm-hmm. or hopelessness. Were led to the joy of the, in a sense, of the challenge and the wonder. What Pope Benedict also said, exactly, (laughs) exactly, and you know, and and I think that part of it is also a misplaced compassion, if I may say that. You know, that people who choose, you know, to to, in a sense of replace the welcoming of a child with Mm -hmm. a pet. I think, as we already said, there's lots of fear. There's lots of confusion. Maybe experiences woundedness so much, but also in times it's a misplaced compassion. In mm-hmm. the sense, because it's compassion, they 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 they, they care for this animal. Mm-hmm. They they sincerely sacrifice mm-hmm. many things to make to 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 make sure that there's food, make sure that they're cared for. Those yeah. are good things, but in a sense but to be open to share, you know, with a, with a human life, mm-hmm. you know, that, that actually will return that love and can return that love and can do it in a very in a way that the heart is made for, yeah. right? And these wonderful gifts of God that God has given us. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I always used to joke with my mom, I still joke with my mom. So we raised lots of horses and my mm-hmm. dad has a great love of horses, and still works with them and trains them and, and on a daily basis. And and I always tell my mom, and she says, you know, you spend more time with those horses than you do with me. And I said, you probably should never ask him, does he love them more than you? You might not always <laughs> like the answer, but the idea is that, you know, but my there's a proper place. Yeah. And my dad understands, you know, very clearly, and we were taught that as well, you yeah. know, so that uh, these beautiful gifts of God of creation, you mm-hmm. know, uh, these wonderful pets. Horses in many ways are pets and yeah, you know uh, the cows were there for food and for milk <laughs> and you know and the horses were there for work you know in many ways but they were also there for our enjoyment and yeah. and so we, they were pets but we 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 know their proper place these mm-hmm. are blessings of God they are yeah, they're beautiful blessings of God
0: but they don't supersede humans right. and that's the only thing that's right. the real problem here exactly. is there's no problem with having animals and yeah. loving animals and having that compassion exactly. for animals exactly. But when you use an animal to replace a person, that's when it starts becoming problematic. That's right. And I think that's what the
1: Holy Father was really talking about, especially again, going back to low birth rates. Of course, that's Mm -hmm. what he's really addressing here. Yeah,
0: the demographic winter.
1: Exactly, and looking at the mindset, the approachment, and what we're seeing in media, what we're seeing in society, what, mm-hmm. I, what I call the culture makers, yeah. creating a language and a narrative that's, that's brought us to this moment. Mm-hmm. And yet, at just a few decades going, before, as I, I wrote my column, and when you have these large, rambunctious Italian families, and, and now today, you, it, they're few and far between. Mm-hmm. And so that's what the Holy Father is looking at. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think it's, it's, it's really a bell that's being rung, and we need to listen and, and not be afraid of having this kind of conversation and being labeled, oh, it's just that, you know, you, know, you know, this is the only way which goes to your question, how do we change it? We have to have this conversation yeah. and not be afraid of it and not to be ashamed of promoting family life, not to be ashamed of promoting generosity in marriage and openness to children. And at the same time, I have to step forward. You know, and to be mm-hmm. of support to families, and the church has to be of support to families, and families need to support families, and community needs to support families, and I think we need to talk about more of the economic situation because yeah. that's another fear.
0: That's a whole other topic, but, but it's, it's definitely real. something he addresses. It affects
1: all this. He does. He does. I mean, when you talk about a loaf of bread costing what it does, or a gallon mm-hmm. of milk what it does, and we all know how do you how do I provide for my family when yeah. economically it's it's very difficult and and mm-hmm. and it's so we need to look as a society, which you and I've had in this this podcast on a few occasions talking about that we yeah. need to address those things. that's how we you know change this conversation
0: well, thank you so much, Father, for yeah. having this conversation oh. today. I'm glad that we got a chance to use this situation that he brought up to have this discussion about like the beauty of family life and how we need to welcome children
1: and let's so. and let's pray for our families and and, yeah. let's, and, and the same, let's pray for those that for whatever reason that may be in the direction you know thinking that you know I'm just gonna you know, I'm going to have a pet, and I'm going to care for the pet, and not not going to be open to life. Let's mm-hmm. pray for you know for people in the situation, and especially yeah. those that are motivated by fear, hopelessness, discouragement, mm-hmm. or maybe as misplaced compassion, yeah. or as the Holy Father does note, just have bought into the culture makers narrative. Yeah, and there are many people out there. Yeah. So let's keep all of that in prayer. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Colleen,
0: and to all of our listeners, please like, follow, subscribe. Um, Drop any ideas for future podcasts in the comments if you're interested and keep on living the culture of life. God bless.